What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the one and only iconic show that is here in its final season on WMC 90.3 Upper Montclair. It is indeed all the feels a little different this time to start the show as your boy is riding solo, solo, solo. You know, it's just me right now because your boy was faced with some technical difficulties. Your boy was faced with the world wanting to not have the show go on, but a belt different. I'm an icon, a living legend, and you're probably thinking, wow, am I just going to hear Isaiah talk for a couple minutes in this beautiful intro of this great program? Absolutely. And now for this new dynamic, yes, that's a dynamic, we are going to be talking about things that I enjoyed during the week, things that I heard in the news stories. So let's recap the week that was because that's what we're going to do. Anyways, let's start off with this crazy story it is indeed from this little bird app known as twitter everyone's favorite place and this story is so ridiculous so wild and the whole time i can't help but think man what a missed opportunity so there's there's potential there's potential in this human being so let's go ahead and talk about why the streets aren't safe anymore and listen y'all dating can be hard for a lot of people especially in 2022 you just never know whether you can trust people or not now I ain't got to worry about that, man. I ain't going to lie. That's not a problem for your boy. You feel me? Yes, but some people, they be struggling, man. I'm talking Tinder. I'm talking, what other dating apps are there? Tinder. Um, hmm, interesting. You could clearly tell I've never had a dating app. So, I guess shout out to you guys if you have one. Um, <laughs> anyways, so we're going to find our good old nerd of a friend, as he said, he's found himself in a situation of dating over 49,000 women at the same time. I'm going to repeat that number because that is just a wild number to just throw out places. But that is 49,000 women at the same time. Now, our computer genius of a friend uploaded to TikTok as well as Twitter and how he was able to date all these women. Now, in his video... He says he reverse engineered a bunch of dating apps and added 49,000 profiles into a database. Already, we're getting on level 13%. Creepo. Absolute garbo, man. Anyways, we're going to keep on deep diving into what this guy had to say in this video. Because then, things progressively get weirder. He then wrote a program. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. Program to swipe right on every profile in the database. And after doing that, he got around 5,000 matches. Not the highest percentage, but hey, that's a lot of ladies. And my guy is after one thing, and apparently, a lot of ladies. Now, clearly, my man has recognized mm, a single problem here. There's, there's, a, there's a glitch in the system. How am I going to talk to all these women? Because that, hey, I'm not going to lie, talking to 5,000 women seems like a lot of time that is being wasted throughout your day all right no offense but i feel like 5,000 is a bit extreme for one human being to do so naturally our good old friend homie with the i guess iq of pretty high if you're willing to put that much effort into making a database because i i don't even know how to make a database i gotta be honest where do you start when it comes to to a database i, I i'm a little lost anyways he does make this database filled with all these people, and then he gets the 5,000 matches, and now, you know, he's trying to figure out how to talk to them, so he created an AI. I don't even know how a human being goes about creating an AI. 
How is that possible? How's that an option? How does that factor into anything possible? I just, there's so many questions that I have. Regardless, you're probably wondering, what is this AI based off of Isaiah? And I will tell you, Patrick Bateman from the movie American Psycho and, of course, James Bond. I mean, that's all well and good. Now you got a nice character based off two random characters from movies, but now you're probably wondering, how does AI speak? And apparently the AI just be speaking in movie quotes the entire time. How? Okay. <sighs> yeah. Now, in the end, from the original 5,000 matches that he got after the database dilemma, he now has 500 women that he got the numbers of. My thing is this, guys. My man put a lot of effort into trying to find the love of his life. Trying to find someone that he can come home to and say, Girl, I love you. I don't know why I gave him an accent, but that is what seems to be his thing. He's, he's just chasing love. He's a lover, you know? But my thing is this. If you were that smart to create a database, if you were that smart to go through all these codes and then download profiles and do all these fancy computer science things, why couldn't we focus on something a little more productive in society? Why couldn't we, I don't know, make an app, a different app, make, a, make an app that it makes the dating experience a little easier for people? I don't know. I just feel that this guy put a lot of effort into all the wrong areas. And my thing is this, though. At some point, he's got to talk to these ladies. In real life, you're not James Bond, and you're not the guy from American Psycho. You are indeed the guy who you are. You're the weird freak that decided to make a database of 49,000 women on multiple dating apps. Now, this might be a hot take for me. But that seems a little psychotic, a little intense, and incredibly disturbing. Now, I think, what does this future hold when it comes to dating in general? Is, how do you explain that? You know what I mean? Like, say, best case scenario, finds a girl, hits it off right. How do you explain that's how we met? You know? Now, I, some people say it's a redeemable thing. I think for me, I must be really in love with you if I'm able to forgive something like that. Because one, that's creepy, man. I feel like we could have just had a, a sit-down conversation. You could have just messaged me on the app. Uh, clearly, it was, if I swiped right on you, I probably thought you were cute. I, I feel like we could have hit it off. We could have had a conversation. And this could have been all avoided. Instead, you wasted the time of 5,000 people. And to the 500 people... Y'all low-key stupid. How did you not realize you were talking to an AI? How did you not realize that this person was speaking in movie quotes the entire time? I think at some point, I would pick up on a couple 007 quotes. And then I'd wonder to myself, you be watching 007? And I, I, I get you this. Ain't no way an AI can respond to that. That's a little too much. A little too much smarts for that AI. You feel me? But yeah, um, after hearing that story, I... Well, I don't. I hope never to be in the situation to have to use a dating app, um, but I I don't think I could ever trust a dating app because now you got to deal with catfishes and now you got to deal with AIs and databases. What on God's green earth are we doing, people? Be better. Just talk to somebody. It's not that hard, man. Well, I mean, actually, it's, okay, it's a little hard. It's a little daunting. Look at that fancy college word. You feel me? Anyways, guys, that was indeed something that happened this week. It was a very exciting time to be alive. And now you're probably thinking, young Isaiah, <laughs> uh, 
do you have more for us? And I will respond to you in saying, absolutely I do, because this is Isaiah's venting hour. This is an opportunity for me to talk nonstop, and that's something I love to do. I love the sound of my voice. I think I sound pretty good. No, okay. That part, we could probably skip, Um, because once again, I ain't trying to brag about myself this much, you feel me? We did have some mistakes, so this is technology, man. Sometimes you got to roll with the punches, and that's certainly what I do. I'll be dropping elbows on technology from time to time. Anyways, this is going to be our final story of what has gone on this week in the news, and let's start with this one. It's a very interesting story to me because... Huh? During Hispanic Heritage Month? No, it can't be. Now, we head to the beautiful place of Houston, where Houston police say that a male suspect walked up to a fast food employee who was behind the counter and asked to get change for a $100 bill, which, believe it or not, I will say this and I'll say this often, was a very common thing at some jobs that I used to work at. People who used to buy a piece of gum be like, I only got 100 and I would say, mm, I just got in and there's no way in the world I would ever have that much change to give you. I'm not in a big store. This is a very small store. It's served for a lot of weirdos, drunks, and people that want sandwiches. And I do not make that much money throughout the day. So you are not getting that change. Now, I have had to do it from time to time and it is what it is. But in this case, this man was not just after getting change for that $100 bill. So, uh, after asking for the change for the employee, the, the, the employee turned around to ask the manager, and the male, our good friend, displayed a handgun from his pocket. So far, we're looking at a typical robbery, and it seems like our friend here knows what he's doing. He seems like a professional. He's got a handgun. He's got a $100 bill. Has he done it before? And I would say to you, apparently... He has not because the suspect then told the employees it was his first robbery and he wanted the money from the register. I'll repeat that. This man not only attempted to steal from a fast food place, this man not only has a handgun, this man has never robbed anything. And that's not even the worst part. He actually said, this is my first robbery. How did we get here? How how did that even cross your mind as something that you would think would end in success for you? So after hearing this, the manager then told the suspect that she wasn't going to open the register for him. And the suspect then tried to negotiate with her. I wonder how that negotiation, like that worked out between the two. Um, so after failing to do so, he clearly became frustrated and stormed out of the restaurant in typical teenager angst fashion and then left with nothing at all. Now, Police in Houston are indeed still looking for the suspect who is described, and this is where it gets really hard, man, as a Hispanic male, 17 to 25, who was wearing a black shirt and clearly was armed with the handgun. Now, this is especially difficult because this is supposed to be a time we're supposed to be uplifting each other. It's Hispanic Heritage Month, Latin Heritage Month, whatever you want to call it these days because a lot of names be changing, all right? I don't know what to call what. Regardless, to do this during this sacred time where countries are celebrating their independence, where people are celebrating their culture, and so you have the audacity to not only try to get change for a $100 bill, which that is worth being put in jail itself, but then attempt to rob a place which also, very criminal, do not support it, but to go even further and to clearly say, I have never robbed anyone before. I've never robbed a store before. 
And you thought it was gonna work out? Ah, oh, golly. Homie, I'm gonna give you the L today. I know I do that on a different show, but this show, I, I think it was worth the double L. Now, speaking of L's, let's talk about everyone's favorite subject. And that's, of course, Netflix and Jeffrey Dahmer, because that story's been popping this week. And now by everyone, I mean, I mean, this... Netflix and Jeffrey Dahmer, well, Jeffrey Dahmer definitely valid, Netflix as well at this point, but they're catching a lot of heat online, clearly well-deserved. You can make an argument, both very bad things. Um, <laughs> uh, one is definitely clearly bad, which is the guy that killed 15 plus people, um, or not, I think it was 15 consecutive life sentences. Mm, math is hard to do. Yeah, mad be crazy, man, but back to this Netflix thing that's really crazy is, uh, so Rita Isbell, who is a family member, one of the Jeffrey Dahmer victims who is portrayed in the new Netflix series about the serial killer, has spoken out against Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, for those who don't know, Isbell, um, was, her brother was murdered at the age of 19 by Dahmer, and she gave a victim's impact statement during Dahmer's 1992 sentencing when he was given the 15 consecutive life sentences. Now, the emotional moments within that scenario were recreated for the show, and Isabel was naturally upset about that because that is a lot of trauma to go through, and she had this to say. When I saw some of the show, it bothered me, especially when I saw myself, when I saw my name across the screen, and this lady was saying verbatim exactly what I said. If I didn't know any better... I would have thought it was me. Her hair was like mine. She had on the same clothes. And this is why I felt reliving it all over again. It brought back all the emotions I was feeling back then. And then she's also been advocating to for Netflix to either cancel the show at this point, take it off their streaming service, or give the proceeds to the people that were actually affected, the families that are affected by this mass killing of this insane person who is absolutely disgusting. Um... And I think she brings a very valid point. I think that's a lot of the problems with these serial killer documentaries or docu-series, dramatizations of them, um, is that they're giving exactly what the serial killer wanted. They wanted fame. They wanted attention. They wanted all these things. And then people are putting them on a pedestal. And then you have people online where like, well, this serial killer was like kind of cute. Like I'd let him stab me a couple times. Like, you know what I mean? It's like people have this weird fetishization of serial killers and it's disturbing it's gross and i think netflix definitely needs to do something about it i don't think this should have been made i think like if you want to do a serial killer movie i get it but if you're gonna profit off of real life events i think you're doing a lot of people a disservice by doing that but hey that's just my perspective from <laughs> a random college students now i'm gonna throw it back to the people in studio and by the people i mean isaiah and andrea of course the hosts of all the feels, the dynamic duo, back for the final season. Enjoy the rest of the show, and hopefully technology will be a little bit better on the next show. Anyways, guys, enjoy. I sent you the photo of the gourmet sandwich. Uh -huh. So I did sour bread, toasted, some of my aioli, turkey breast ham. Is that how you call it? Turkey breast, whatever. Then arugula. What's like cheese? Dalsberg? Something what? like that. It's Dalsberg cheese. What? <laughs> Hold on. There's this cheese called Dalsberg. That's not real. No. <laughs> no, that's not real. You just said Dalsberg cheese? Bro, I've heard of Havarti, Provolone, Pepper Jack, American. 
Jawsberg? Oh my god, it's real? <laughs> Jarlsberg cheese is a mild cheese made from cow's milk with large regular eyes. <laughs> Why do they have to focus on eyes? Like the cow's eyes or the are the holes considered eyes in cheese? Wait. Look. Eyes? A mild cheese made from cow's milk with large, regular eyes originating from Jarlsberg, Norway. It is produced in Norway as well as Ireland and the U.S. state of Ohio licensed from Norwegian dairy produ producers. It's classified as a Swiss-type cheese. Um, Good lord. Maybe the eyes are in the cows? I don't know. I, that's what I mean. Like, are they using cow eyes or the holes no, 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 in no, the no. cheese considered eyes? That, what I understand is like the breed of the, the, the cow yeah. has big eyes or medium and that affects the flavor? I don't know. I mean, different breeds give different... That's interesting. Okay, first off, there's a lot of questions I have right now. Mm -hmm. How did you stumble upon Jarlsberg cheese in the first place? Well, I've tried it with our babysitter and I liked it. Oh, that's... Okay. All right. That's oh, what man. does... I just made that noise that I just complained about. No! Stop! No, 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 no. That's what we're kidding. Middle no, class, no, you're going to make my life difficult. Don't do that to me. I won't. <laughs> do not do that to me. So I tried it and I was like, you know what? I love Gouda cheese. A good Gouda cheese is a beautiful Wait, cheese. Wait, Gouda or Jarlsberg? So I got Jarlsberg. Okay. I got the Jarlsberg that you've never heard of. It's nothing crazy. I prefer Gouda. Okay. So I put that on my sandwich, which is the main point of this. And I think then I put like a little bit of fig marmalade. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what else I put. I think that's about it. Then I had my... Tex-Mex trail mix. A lot of X's. And that's... And popcorn. And that's what I had. And honestly, it was beautiful. It was delicious. I was so hungry. Hi, everybody. This is my only podcast. <laughs> I have fire ISOs because he's been a drama queen. Dude, I'm going through a downfall right now. He is even drama mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. nobody else. Despite the how my mouthful. Isaiah is not able. Good. I don't think that's good. I don't. I, the the sound of just being chewing. Mm -hmm. Is like. Do you think someone's gonna enjoy that? I think so. You think so? Yeah. You're right. I enjoy. There's a lot of freaks out there. And very quickly about the freaks, um, we were talking about this uh, previously, where <laughs> Hocus Pocus Two is out as a movie, and I had a very passionate, very bold take about Hocus Pocus coming out so late though you know what i mean hocus mm. pocus one was made 30 years ago 20 years ago around that time and i get it's a cult classic for halloween people i think it's a stupid movie i think it's very boring i think it doesn't age well and i don't think there was ever a need for a second one but they still made it regardless it what is what it is um so what i'm noticing though mm -hmm. is the people that i asked there were like are you excited for hocus pocus 2 and no one was really excited about hocus pocus 2 now i posed the question to you before I go on another unnecessary rant about Hocus Pocus 2. Do you think it was necessary to make a sequel one that late and just in general? I think that obviously as a, as an economist perspective, I think that the time is now because people are feeling nostalgic about that movie. And most likely a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I liked the movie as a kid. So I will definitely go and spend $15 at the movie theaters that Disney is going to profit off of it. So that's your response. It's not because maybe the movie's going to be well or not. It's because of the opportunity of getting more money, dollar bills. You sound like Trump right now. I um, know. Oh, my God. Is that Trump? Let's see. <laughs> I know George Washington. 
Lincoln was one. Was he a president? No, I know presidents. I just don't know the number. Oh. Lincoln was a president. <laughs> okay. Do Abraham you know Lincoln, hundred percent president, guys. Do you know? Hello <laughs> here. Did you know Obama was a president? He was, <laughs> or he was just a minister. He's a prime minister. Yeah, he's oh. a prime leader. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say he was a manager for like. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know everything. Everyone. Do you know all the forty-seven? No. Oh, okay. No. I was gonna say that. No. I know like random ones. Bill Clinton. Bill Bill Clinton. Jen- Trump. Jennifer Kennedy. Yeah, dude. You know that Jennifer Kennedy in my town there's a school, the biggest public school. It's called Jennifer Kennedy. You know what's crazy about that? Uh huh. Why do so many places have JFK schools around the world though? <laughs> no. Like I understand it being here, but. There's like a JFK school, I think, in Puerto Rico as well. Mm. There's, just, I don't understand how he became the person to be naming high schools. You know, you know what I mean? What? Okay, like, what I guess year? he had like a huge world impact. What year did he die? Because that school is old. in the sixties, no? Okay, that makes sense. I think so. Yeah, because that school that that my mom went to, my mom went to school like in the seventy, like almost in the eighties. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, it's a school known as La Young. And it's John F. Kennedy School. Dude, first off, who was John? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was assassinated in 63. Okay, so, yeah, I, I'm guessing he has, like, a big impact. I, I'm assuming so. I just never realized, I guess, how big of an impact he was. Like, because, like, considering my age, I wasn't alive during that time. Mm-hmm. And I always saw him in pop culture things like video games or movies, articles, whatever. But I didn't realize how much of a world impact. Because to be named in a in a school in Honduras as a U.S. president is very random. Well, not really, because the U.S. my country is quite small, and the U.S. has a lot of impact in Latin America itself. Or like, I get that, but love... at the same time, that's just such a random. I wonder president. if he did like he gave money out to Honduras and be like. Maybe, Build schools. Yeah. But put them in. Maybe name. he visited there a Maybe, couple times. Yeah. Also, I think that obsession with um him and pop culture is very obsessive in pop culture, yeah. Yeah, because of whole, his whole story and the way he was portrayed by the media as this perfect all American yeah. thing. Like you can see even people are obsessed with her um his wife, Jackie. Like yeah, oh, the, she all was the Kennedy like, stuff. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and to be honest, I think the most interesting thing Thing that that man did or was was just like he got killed and people uh, love that yeah I, <laughs> they love no they don't love his death but they love the whole no i think in show. some ways mm-hmm. they do like his death yeah because of it created such a media hysteria yeah, yeah, and obviously yeah, exactly. which is not because my president died but the way people talk about it today there's the conspiracy theories was he actually shot mm-hmm. who killed why did they kill him was it an inside job kind of thing? Exactly. So there is like a lot yeah. of things that are behind that that people are like, we must know. So fun fact, he actually did meet the president of Honduras. And they had oh, a they conversation did. with each other. So. Ramon Villa Morales. Yeah. There you go. I don't even remember who he is. Breaking news from like the 60s. <laughs> Only here on the on, uh, all the fields, guys. Speaking of president, <laughs> I randomly thought you told you about my... Dude, you... Okay, you have to <laughs> tell me because this is a very wild story, I think. And it's... In a different world, in a different era, yeah, you would be the rightful throne to the kingdom. Yeah, if that's <laughs> how it worked. So my grandpa's dad would be my great grandpa. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was president of my country for, I want to say like a year. He was like a provisional president, maybe two president. Something was going on in the politi- politics. And that's, and then he died. He was president and then he died. My grandpa was like five years old. For one year? He was, yeah. So he was like a provisional president. He so was he's not a like temporary the guy. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, but sometimes I think about it, I'm like, that's crazy, man. Was he voted in? I think so. Oh. I don't know. I don't know really the story behind it. I just know there's a school. Um, what he's saying? Wow. <laughs> in my town. Is it right next to the JFK school? <laughs> it's um, it's in my, it's in the town that my grandma lives in. Um, what but a yeah, cool story though. It's yeah, it's yeah. random. It's random, and yeah, I mean, I think he was like Spanish descent, which I'm not quite sure about. He was sure a Spaniard. Was a Wait, Spaniard. that that could be a bad thing. That could be. This could be very bad. That could be very bad. What if he was an invader, and you were like you think. This is this great guy. Well, it wasn't like... Why a- am I thinking like... <laughs> I'm making it seem like it's the 1600s when your great-grandpa was alive. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, but he was alive. He died in... 1920? Okay. No, that's... Okay. So but- he was like in... He was born like... You know what's funny? something. <laughs> the way I envisioned this, right? And I don't know why this is how I envisioned the story. Your great-grandfather got to Honduras from Spain mm-hmm. on a boat. Traveled there, met the natives, tried to work with them, oh, okay. and then like I imagine that. That's a, okay. You're like in the <laughs> yeah, like I'm in like the 1500s right <laughs> now, the- and then all of a sudden, as you're talking, it clicked in my head again. I was like, "There's no native. What are you talking you're about?" You're in the 17th <laughs> century. <laughs> like he's part of the Spanish Armada. He's gonna bring some diseases to the new countries. So- he was looking for America. None of that is true. It's he was so in the funny. 90s. I feel like in, my, in that, um, it's funny, right? Like on my grandpa's side, on my mom's side. What? That window the was window. crazy. Yeah. Wow. So on my mom's side, my grandpa's side, everybody was like fancy, proper, modern. We know this, blah, 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 blah. The reason why my grandparent, my grandpa came here was because he had a child when he was 18. And the family was like, you cannot marry that lady. She's not really? proper. Yeah, yeah. So they sent her him here. Eventually he served, blah, 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 blah. Uh, live his lavish life. And he was tired and just went back to my country and met my grandma, who came from a totally opposite world. My life is amazing. I'm not even Dude, it sounds like it. Because my grandma, she came from a little town, you know, in this town, everything yeah. people do is like um, coffee and like cultivate mm-hmm. coffee, blah, 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 blah. She never knew about manners. She even said that. She was like, oh, no, like, your grandpa's sisters, they were the ones that were teaching me, like, stuff. Like, how do you properly put a table? How do you properly do this? Blah, 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 All these things that people used to care about before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, and they got married, and that's it. Dude, eventually, years later, I'm here. You know, so you're saying there's a possibility that your family was... The modern or the previous day, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Oh my God! Yes. Where it's like it's. Oh my God! She he's dating her. Yeah. The nerve. No way. To date but, a coffee woman. But like. What? A <laughs> coffee woman. <laughs> so, my grandpa's eldest son. Yeah. He already died. He passed even before my grandpa. So your um, uncle. He had cancer. Yeah, my, my uncle Roy. He lived in Florida. Um, 
And yeah, so his mom, obviously he had a different mom than like my actual grandma. Then the mom, his mom was the one that people were like, no, she's not worth the candle. Wait, so then your, your grandma, grandma, grandma. Yeah, no, yeah. my grandma, grandma, uh, they accepted her. Oh, okay. So what I was imagining is that your grandma, grandma, the, the cool grandma, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I thought she was the one everyone was frowning Oh, no, 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 okay. no, 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 Okay. No, no. So I got the, I got the timeline a little confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he so had, he had like two a, two women. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Like he had a son, and then he had his actual got it, his got actual it. marriage. Yeah, hey, he was man. very young. Yeah, I mean, common theme, common theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very common. Um, shout out to teenage teenage pregnancy. <laughs> shout out. No, that, no, we're not gonna shut that out, everyone. That, unless you want that, I'm digging myself into a hole right now, and I don't know how to get out. I think that teenage. Okay. Is, is one of the problems that we should, but yeah, all we should mean, dial in. We should dial in on that. Stop. It. You know, you know. Okay, hold on. You know what I find to be the real problem, mm-hmm. and it's something that we've been watching. So we are gonna get very quickly into spoiler territories. I think we would do a disservice without mentioning this, but we have watched a couple episodes of House of Dragons together. Mm-hmm. We've watched a couple episodes separately. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the main characters, we enjoy her, right? What's her name again? We enjoy her. That sounds a little. Uh, it's, oh God, Isaiah! It's been a we whole, like her. <laughs> taking a lot of L's today. Rhaenyra. Uh, Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra is an incredible actress. Great character. I appreciate what she's done mm-hmm. for the the drama, the intensity that is House of Dragon. Now, I think she's a wonderful human being. I think she has a couple flaws, and I'd like to focus on one flaw. All right, mm-hmm. all right. And I will get into a bigger picture here, where I think HBO has been doing all of us a disservice. And I want you to mention the video that this guy revealed as I start to get into details about the show, right? So, in House of Dragon, Rhaenyra and her uncle end up kissing. And Mm -hmm. there was, like, this weird tension between them in that episode. And the whole time you feel like, oh, God, are they building on, like, a relationship between these two? Because that doesn't seem right. And I think everyone and their family would recognize that is a bad thing that was going on right now. Maybe we shouldn't do that. And then you you said this argument, right, where that was the time period. And some people would say that argument as well. I will also counter that argument the way I counted the other day in saying this show has dragons and crab people. Therefore, we don't need to be historically accurate. We can gloss over the weird sweet home Alabama relationships, all right? Not every uncle needs to be with their, with, with their niece. That's wrong. <laughs> That's disgusting. And nobody asked for that. And they got to stop exploring... These cousins dating each other, these brothers and sisters, uh, it's just wrong. It's weird. I don't know why media keeps doing this. HBO, other industries, we need to stop doing these <laughs> these things uh, because it's wrong. It's weird. It's kind of creepy, and it kind of makes you cringe as you're watching it because there's like there's so many other options. Like in the show, Sir Christensen, right? Hans- handsome, handsome lad. Why couldn't we just explore that as the relationship? Why did we have to have this weird scene? Which clearly, I think even though people in acting it had to be like, why are we doing this? Yeah. How do we end up in a uncle and niece kiss scene right now? It's not It's not right. It's wrong. It's weird. Now, you said you saw this video the other day where someone was asking this guy, have you ever found your cousin attractive? Now... I want you to say, what did that guy say in that video? He said, how did you, how did you know? And my thing is this, <laughs> it's so wrong to me 
One, to be asking that question, very weird, but hilarious. Secondly, for someone to go out of their way and say yes, and then double down on it and be like, how did you know? I, like, this is 100% how it is, you know? Like, who doesn't? Um, very wrong, very creepy. And I imagine that the com- Yeah, you're raising your hand, pal? Yeah, I'm raising my hand. The sermon? Are you gonna tie this to teenage pregnancy or no? The, Speaking of no, I think I was off a of teenage pregnancy. Unless you want oh, to bring it up. No, 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 no. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. in my head, I was like, how are you gonna tie this? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because you said the problem with teenage pregnancy is, and let me just talk about and you should. Oh, I, I think I just was like, so, you know, what? I think I'm good on teenage pregnancy talk right now. Good, good. I, I was like <laughs> waiting, but like, what time is it gonna go? Bro, okay. I'm glad I had to get that off my chest because I think HBO has been doing a lot of disservices when it comes oh. to their shows, when it comes to things like that. Don't even get me started. I finally Ooh. finished Game tell of em. Thrones. Oh, and tell people were right about it. It was a scam. It was not well written. It was not what the people wanted. And why did it went on that route? I've heard people say, oh, well, the show was really good. I think it was Peter. I don't know his last name. Dinklage? that said oh well the show is really good at becoming at making like villains heroes and heroes villains um i can see that point but i think it was truly poop why because i wanted Jon snow and daenerys targaryen uh the mother of dragon breaker of chains um queen of the andals and the first man to be the queen the rifle queen and they overthrown it they overthrow her like nobody else. So yeah, and they killed her. <laughs> Wait. Hold on, hold on. They killed the dragon lady? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So What? Yep, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Been years. So Jon Snow kill her. She because she goes like a little mad. Yeah. She goes mad and he's like, You'll always be my queen and stab him. And then he goes back to the wall. And then in the, he ends up living with, like, the wildings. Which I think it's such a disservice. Bro, wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. That's what I'm saying, folks. Okay, this Trump thing has got to stop. <laughs> okay, so my thing is this. I, I know very, very random facts about this program. I know very this weird program? details about the program. Um, and when I heard, like, the ending, I was like, oh, that's kind of lame. I had no clue that the leader of the dragons, probably the prettiest cast member on the show, right? I mean, mate, we shout out to you, white-haired lady. I forget your name. Daenerys? Daenerys? Daenerys. Daenerys. She's a Targaryen. Clearly, she's a Targaryen. Have you seen her hair? Huh? Silver hair. But yeah, I didn't know she died. Bro, that kind of, that makes it even worse for me. And I didn't even watch the series like that. I'm disappointed. <coughs> right? It's so disappointing because she's been like the number one. The first episode, the first um, season, it's mainly her, Jon Snow, the lives, and then like some of the Starks. And then they both kill her. I mean, they both get like a lame-o. Can I say lame-o? Yeah, you can say lame-o. Like a lame-o <laughs> and You have permission to say lame-o. I don't know what's the rule. Sometimes I forget. And they kill her. And Dude. then it's like the Starks kids stay in power which is fine but i feel like the last season was very i don't know i was not happy with it as was the world not happy either 
Man, oh man. How disappointing. I hope that doesn't happen for us in House of Dragon. I hope not. Yeah, I mean, we're getting to the point of the transition, though, in time periods when it comes. So we got to say goodbye to Rhaenyra. Thank Bro. You, Rhaenyra. Secondly, the thing about House of Dragon and Isaiah, this is not your best time. I'm noticing a lot of bad things that I keep doing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Regardless, we're going to move on because that's what you do. The show must go on. Regardless, I'm going to say regardless one more time. Um, but another thing that I found weird was the relationship with Rhaenyra's dad and her friend. I'm so bad at names. I'm even worse with names now. Alicent. Alicent. Lady Alicent is no longer Lady Alicent. She's the queen, the queen. of <laughs> Uh <laughs> But that relationship is also weird because once again, she it's can. this very old, old guy. And he is getting into a relationship with his daughter's friend, who obviously because of his daughter is a lot younger. And the fact that they I think are in a relationship, and not only that, but their her dad was kind of using her as a way to t take advantage of the king to kind of get that position, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna sell my daughter's body to the king so yep. eventually I can be in a position of power. Yep. Uh, which that I think is a valid thing to put in the show because that is realistic. Mm -hmm. Still kind of creepy, but at least mm -hmm. it's not as creepy as the whole cousin and uncle thing going on with Game of Thrones writers. Which, by the way, I think we need to do a background check on all those people that write that show. I think that there's like their search like, history online has got to be discussed. I think there's like an interesting point that you. I don't know. That you pointed out that um, I see how they like having this uh, child and no, like I see, I I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not. <laughs> You're putting yourself in a weird I'm category not, right I'm now. Not, Hold on, let's I'm fix it. Let's be, the eyes coming. I'm not. I'm not saying like, oh, I see their point. Like I'm, I'm noticing. That's what I'm saying. Not as I can relate. Uh, I'm noticing that they like those relationships of adults and kids, which is creepo. That's what I'm saying. I think the writers of these shows mm -hmm. need to have a background check at this point. This is a weird pattern, man. We don't need to keep doing this. Well, it would have been weird if they didn't do it on this one because they already did it in Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I guess it's just, it was in Game of Thrones. They could have been like, is this really necessary? Yeah, you know. But hey, we House of Dragon, great program, enjoying it. But you had a certain dynamic the other day, and we brought back a dynamic of eating food. We talked about that a little bit earlier. And now we have a new dynamic, right? Where? It is called Booty Boom 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 Rating Heritage Splitting Heritage Month Campaigns by Stores Boom 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 Want me to remember the lady that made that song? Yeah. Blim, 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 blah, blim, 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 Dude, blah. explain that. Ah, okay. That's funny. <laughs> Some reason, <coughs> um, TV people or like news people, they always do this random interviews in the street. And there's ladies sometimes where they are saying something. And then people will take that clip and make it into a song. So, for example, a long time ago, there was this girl. This lady that was saying, I don't, yo no sé lo que está haciendo ella. I think she was from Chile. From Chile. And she's like, pero yo creo que se está haciendo la víctima. And then people clipped that and it was like, víctima, 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 víctima. And they made it into a song. 
And the latest one, it was this lady saying like, oh, I, we cannot even go to sleep because there's always like, blim, 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 blah, blim, blim, blim. <laughs> I think she's Dominican. And they clip it and put it, and they put that, a beat, and lyrics to it. And that's my, one of my favorite videos is that lady. Dude, I think that is one of the greatest things. That song, we were eating some sushi, you played it for me, and I thought, this is a certain level of iconic that someone was able to make a beat, put it with those lyrics, and make a banger. And that reminded me of a point where my thing is this, when it comes to music, is that a lot of times people will be all Debbie Downer when it comes to songs with not impactful lyrics, and they'll hate on it and say, oh, this is not music, this is blah, this is blah, 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 blah. And my thing is this, to me, Music isn't about the lyrics. Music is about the sound. Now, you can have your niche audience of impactful lyrics where they expose socialism and all these other things going on in the world, which is good. That's valuable, right? But I think at the end of the day, if you have a great beat, some great rhythms, and random vocals on there, someone is going... A lot of people are going to like that. That song was complete nonsense. But it it made you feel something. It made you want to dance. It made you want to laugh. It provoked emotion by being so stupid. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And that's when it comes down to music. Music isn't about the lyrics. It's about the feeling. It's about the vibe. It's about the rhythm. And that has been my sermon. That is my gospel. I have this um, two things to say. (laughs) So people now, like older Hispanic people, they will say like, Oh, you know what? Um, Or like your grandma, she will say like, Oh, I don't like Bad Bunny. He says like a lot of curse words or... This new music, they're just saying anything. But then you go back to music. And then they will say crazy things. Like they will talk about the women's body in ways that I'm like, hold on a second. Just because the beat is lower, this guy is dirty. You yeah, know what I mean? But my thing is this though. Even regardless of those crazy lyrics, right? And it's not until like you you have these songs when you're younger, right? You're like, oh my God, I love this song. It makes me want to dance. It brings back good memories. And then you listen to it today, right? And you're like, oh my God, what is he saying? But you still have that kind of nostalgia factor and that beat is still good where you kind of just forget everything that was just said and you're just enjoying the song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know what you're, who you're fighting against. I'm not fighting anyone. Okay, I'm just saying. You're giving me intense energy. You know what? And then there's this. Let me this tell guy, you something, this brother. Guy makes a video and he's like, "Oh, so and so artist talking about like a woman being mistreated by his husband, or it would be a different song. It would be like, oh, this guy thinking about the how it's being a singer so lonely. And then he will have a clip of his Hispanic people singing like dancing. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. Okay, so speaking of like very argumentative people, right? Um. I'm a huge fan of Stephen A. Smith. I think he is a hum- is a very funny human being, and he has like a certain art to when it comes to sports talk, right? My thing. So they had this show, first take, right? This is the show, and he has this guest on Michael Irvin, who's like a former Cowboys player. This guy went on like a six minute rant about the Cowboys being good, and at one point he did this, and I could not stop laughing. But he, he started to lick his fingers and he was like, this team is finger licking good. I went multiple times and everyone's face during his dialogue, his monologue thing going on, was pure laughter because they 
everyone I think had the internal feeling like, what on earth made him think to do that? Like it was so out there to the point where one, it was hilarious to watch. I couldn't turn away, but also it got to the point where he was sweating because of that's how much energy he was exerting during this monologue on like why the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl or whatever. But my thing is when I saw that, clearly that is not where I think sports were as like a media Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. And I'm so happy we're in that moment today where it's like back 20 years ago, right? Everyone was wearing a suit and tie, very professional. But that guy went on a six minute rant and licking his fingers about how finger licking good the Cowboys were. And it just made me think this is a great time to be alive. That's these days. your media. Yeah, that's the field I'm in right now. I think Hilarious. It's it's interesting. And I think it's about time, right? Because um those those um shows are not only catering for like older people mm-hmm. that maybe that's what they want, but younger people, they also have to attract them. I think that for that show in particular, I think that is the audience though. It's the Yeah, yeah, people. exactly. And I think he does a great job at being entertaining, yeah. an entertainer. Because sports should be fun. Why did Why do we have to pretend like sports need to be in a suit and tie, very professional? Like, are we just gonna forget the fact that these people are getting paid millions of dollars to play a game right now? Yeah, if you want to see, like, if you want to see something serious, just go to CNBC or whatever. Yeah, like, you know like, what I mean. Come on, like, let loose a little bit, enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Not everything be, has to be so. It should be enjoyable, dude. Also. There's this document. You're familiar with Barney the Dinosaur, right? Yeah. So there's this documentary Peacock is releasing. And it is so interesting to me because I never knew that there's a side to Barney. He's a murderer. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Imagine. I can't wait till that movie comes out. Um, no, but so there's this docuseries about behind the scenes of Barney. And obviously you would think, it's a kid's show. Things are good. Going. No. I, I know. <laughs> that's like the generic way to say it. So that's how it was described. Like Barney's supposed to represent diversity, inclusion, happiness, and love, and all these things. But then you start to get the uh, interviews from the people that are part of the show and people that knew about what was going on in the show. And one of the guys that played Barney was like, when I put on the mask, I was so happy. But when I took off the mask and I was behind the scenes, people were sending me death threats and people were saying they were going to find my family and kill them because of what he was doing on the show. And then I was just sitting there and thinking to myself, at what point did Barney say anything so controversial where murder was a valid thing to get threatened to you? You know? Literally, he was saying, I got death threats to the mail on my phone. People were coming to my house. For Barney? Yeah, I didn't stop. In what world was Barney saying something so crazy? Not and then, <laughs> dude, for real, <laughs> imagine Barney gets like, listen, kids... Let's talk about critical race. Let's talk about Obama. I think it's so bizarre to me, though, that that happened. And then someone's kind of just thinking or saying, you know, given the time period, I think we forget how kind of fast society has evolved in the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. Or even just the thought of including somebody. Yeah. Is a controversial thing back then. Yeah, you're right. Because they did have a lot of kids. Yeah. It was like various mm -hmm. ethnicities like Selena Gomez was there. Yeah. I mean, um, and it was um, something that they were prideful about. Like, that should be something we right. should be happy yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. We should be. And then I guess in some respects, clearly a lot of America wasn't ready for a purple dinosaur screeching positivity. 
Um, <laughs> which like, is so crazy to think about. Are the same. Could you imagine though being a part of Barney? You're like, man, this is a cool thing. Mm-hmm. We're spreading love and joy. People Hopefully, this is like having an it. impact on children. Cultural icon. People love it. And then to be getting death threats for that character, like it's I didn't one. Saw it's, dude, I when I saw the trailer, initially I thought this was gonna be like the Winnie the Pooh horror movie that they have coming out. <laughs> Where it's like, okay, it's gonna be like a dark thing where it's like Barney's the killer, haha. Like everyone clearly thinks like like it's a joke within like mm-hmm. a thing. But then I saw the trailer and they're describing it and they're saying it's a docuseries. And I was like, there's this side of Barney. And I think it's I love you, you hate me. Very and I, when I saw the name, I was like, that's so really? Really? That was the name we went with? So generic. Very sad. It makes sense. It makes sense, but I was also oh, I don't like it. I like it. Eh. From a marketing point of view, I think it's great. As a marketing <laughs> business manager. No, wait. I have a question, though. Yeah. Don't they, that's the darkest thing, or there's, like, child abuse? My, okay, my thing is this. I think when it comes to Barney, I hope to God that there is no darker, okay. darker side of Barney. I don't think that's what they're focusing I on. I don't think so, because otherwise, like, some of their kids are pretty famous now. Yeah, and also, I think by now, we probably would have heard yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, obviously, we're hearing a lot of things coming from children's shows, Especially like the iCarly stuff and all the things that shows that that guy was a part of. Dan Schneider. Yeah, Dan Schneider. Dude, what a creepo. And that's why we need to back check all these people on Game of Thrones. Because he was clearly doing a lot of shady things that are involving getting children alcohol. A lot of feet things going on in the shows. A lot of weird hugging exchanges between adult and children. Very bizarre. And Very bizarre. I think, um, did they do a docu-series on him? Is uh, that coming out, I'm guessing? Uh, hopefully they do. I mean, they have this girl, uh, when I, what? I don't remember her name. Jeanette? Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy. I mean, she's... Um, yeah, but she, her thing was um, kind of alluding to him. But you know how like they had Surviving R. Kelly documentary? Mm-hmm. And like they were actually saying, that's R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. In her book, it was kind of, she referred to him... But you can't say it 100% was mm-hmm. him, like, legally. But I think it's a good thing. I mean, people are, people are not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people are not. But a lot of people are smart. <laughs> but they're going to put, like, two and two together, yeah. obviously. And clearly, um, I think um, Nick has, Nickelodeon has already severed ties with him at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think going back on it, and obviously they're still airing those old shows on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think I feel like if I were ever to go back and watch it, I don't think I'd be able to enjoy it in the same way. Mm-hmm. Just kind of knowing the dark history behind it, which is similar to, I never grew up with the Cosby show, but I would imagine a lot of people that did would have a hard time being able to watch that show again. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, imagine something that you love and there's like, actually that person was suffering silently. like because that Yeah. And it's something that you spend your whole childhood loving. Like, mm-hmm. iCarly was my thing. Drake and Josh was my thing. Were you a Barney kid or no? I don't remember i don't know I if i really love, was like a barney barney I guy love barney. really maybe i just we don't remember had a that barney time. really little stuffed guy you were committed to barney wow do you are you okay so we you see you're a huge fan right yeah back in the day i think so how does this documentary feel to you though? i feel like it was so sad i need to hear that he was suffering <laughs> i think that it, it truly is crazy man i never thought that yeah. that would Happen. Right? Like, you just, you think it's such a, like, it's so much catered for children, you wouldn't expect adults to be so outraged. You know what it is interesting to me? Like, the thought of sending someone, like, a death threat. You know what yeah. I mean? Because 
what is going on in your mind to even say that? I know. Like, that's such, like, an extreme thing to do. It's one thing to be like, I hate you. I think people could survive that, right? Right. But to go out of your way and say, I'm going to kill you is such an extreme and it's such a unnerving thought for yeah. someone. Like, if you know someone that has sent a death threat to anybody, celebrity, friend, ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, whatever, that is such an extreme thing to do. And yeah, it's so it's, unnecessary. And it's something that I feel is so unprovoked. Like, why would you need like if you to say, send that? If you say it, do you really mean it? I, my that thing, is my thing. I feel a lot of those people are like, oh, I was just kidding. What? Like, it was just a joke. Because to me, if somebody says, like, send that, yeah. forbid, I would be like, oh my God, there's someone out there. Because if I, I put in my point of view, like, if I were to ever say that, yeah, like you, you know what I mean? like you actually mean, like words have meanings, everyone. There's validity yeah, exactly, to what you're saying. Exactly. So either one, you're an insane person that actually might kill someone, or you think your words have no power, which clearly that they do. Mm-hmm. So I think anyone that sends a death threat and has get, or gets caught should serve some type of time in jail because you threatened to kill somebody. Yeah. And the like that's not just a, something you can get past. Emotional distress that the other person went through, yeah. right? It's so crazy. Dude, okay. Also, here's a wild story. Speaking of threats. So, Utah is a football team in college, right? They had a mm-hmm. football game. That's the unimportant part. This person made a threat to the team, to the university. I, because they have like nuclear power plant or something there. Oh, yeah. Who threatened to just blow up the nuclear part of campus if the Utah Utes lost the game. How on earth can you get into that mindset where you're like, I will set off a nuclear reactor if my team loses? Was, is that a woman or a man? I don't remember. I'm going to search it up. Was that right person there. just saying that metaphorically or was it for real? I think, I don't know if she or he was serious about it, but, I, but officials took it as a real threat. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I think that... Sometimes, really, people don't know their limits. No. Okay. So, it was a 21-year-old University of Utah student. It was a girl. I felt like it was a girl. Yeah. So, she has been arrested, too. As um, she should for to, terrorism. Dude, for real. And she needs to be behind bars, without a doubt. Because even just... Listen, that is such an extreme thing to say, regardless of the circumstances. I would have a hard time finding any circumstance where threatening to set off a nuclear reactor is valid. Like, I could say, like, oh, if the junkies don't win, you best believe I'm going to take the streets. Nothing bad can happen from that. Take the streets, take it where they go. But, like, set a nuclear reactor? Dude, that, it's so, like, out there. How do you even think of that as being an idea? You know what I mean? And like post it or whatever she Yeah. Did. And then to like be adamant though. You can joke about it. No, I, even. Nah, no. Because I, I think in these times, because one, it's accessible. Mm-hmm. And two, you're an engineering student. Oh, there's no okay, okay. way. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you can get away with that. Because yeah. people are going to take you seriously. Like I get hot take humor. I get some saying like wild out there uh, things. There's no joke where you're like, I'm, if y'all lose, I'm going to set this all right now. I'll do it. Like, what? Huh? Houseway? 
How? Okay. Also, there's this... Obviously, we are in a college time period. And I think I might go a little bit over our normal recording time, just in case I don't like some of the things that I did earlier. I had a feeling. Um, sorry. But, so, there's this lady who posted on LinkedIn the most ridiculous, respectable, and just, like, kind of admirable way to get a job, right? So, she was saying she recently got laid off, I believe, and she's always wanted to work at Nike. And she's, like, this business administration lady. Uh, this could have been you. This could have been you. Um, so, she's from North Carolina. And then, so, she's sending out her resume, and she's getting no traction through LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. And she's having kind of, like, this hard time getting a new job. So then, she's trying to think of a creative way to get her name into Nike, right? Because that's that's a hard place to get into, I would imagine. Like, it's a big industry, a lot of big things. You probably got to know a couple people to get inside of Nike, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So her idea was, let me send a cake to Nike because they're celebrating Just Do It Day. And on this cake, I'm going to put my resume on it. So then, she gets in touch with Instacart. And she's like, listen, I'm wanting to send this cake. I need you to send it to this in particular person. So this lady working for Instacart is about like, like, so she gets like the whole whole, like explanation of why she needs to do this. She's like, you know what? I'm down. Like, I appreciate like what you're doing. Like, that's like admirable. So she's on Nike campus. She pulls up. She's got her child with her because she's a single mother trying to get some extra money. And Instacart's kind of like her extra source of income. So then she's got this baby with her. She's got a cake. She's walking around. She gets to like the front desk. And they're like, you could just leave it here. And she's like, no, I need to find so-and-so because this cake needs to go to them directly. So they're like, okay, that's kind of weird. Um, but uh, they're in this part of the campus. So they're like, you could just go give it. So this lady with baby in hand, sheet cake, resume on the cake, is walking around the entire Nike campus in Oregon, which is a big campus. So that's like a lot going on, by the way. So eventually she finds a person, gives them the cake. Um, the only There's a couple of problems I have with this story. But she get, delivers the cake. They get the cake. I don't know if this lady got the job. That's the concerning part to me. I'm assuming not. I think they probably saw it like, that's creative. We're not going to hire you. I'm assuming. Maybe she did. I hope she got the job. That is admirable, man. But secondly, I think the more impactful part, she said, you know, it's not even about the cake itself or getting the job. It was about inspiring another person because the Instacart lady then messaged her and was like, listen, like, I don't know what it was about this, but I felt like I needed to do this for you. And you inspired me to like find a career better for me. Like I'm better than just Instacart. Like I can, I have so much more skills and passions and doing this cake delivery while seemingly it seems like a stupid thing, inspired me so much that I want to like better myself. And then the lady on LinkedIn was like, you know what? That's my goal. And that just shows you that I'm different than the rest of the world. I was like, you know what? That's kind of respectable. I was like, okay, lady. Yeah. Um, Hey, guys. Yeah, I did a couple, two minutes right there. Anyways, guys, that has been all the feels. Bye.